Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. Scott and I are here for the second half of this week's recording, where we're going to be covering the verse efforts to try and continue the game in light of the fact that now it is officially done. To segue into the second topic, Scott. Yes. So, Ed, to preface this a little bit, and I don't know, we'll see how we break this up if people really want to listen to one enormous thing or whatever. We'll timestamp it, whatever. We obviously got through all of the sad news, but this game... uh (laughs) They're not done talking about it. Uh, We got through all the sad news. Let's talk about something a little more on the positive end, Scott. And I, I kind of want to have you start this segment because as the the originator, both for the team and for this idea, give you uh, first crack at it. So do our love for the game, even though we just spent an hour and 40 minutes lamenting. <laughs> um, uh, uh, we thought that it was important to keep the game going. Of course. And um, I, I think it's important for in order for the game to continue, for there to be organized play in some fashion. Yes. Because I've seen it through other games after they fail, that yes, the, the game itself may continue, but I believe that I believe that the competitive wing of the game is what drives conversation, drives people to want to play. Correct. Um, because otherwise, like, there's not even a way to, a reason to compare things, because you could just, you can make up your own rules if you want. Like there there's no, be- there's no investment. I yeah. would say because, uh, and just to jump in briefly, I mean, we were talking yeah. earlier, and I could probably spend the next twenty minutes listing off dead card games that are sitting right. mere feet right. away from me that I've been playing since you know nineteen ninety four kind of thing, and some of them have made these sort of initiatives. Some of them have not. Some have succeeded, some have failed. And I agree with your point, Scott, that I feel you need a thing to go do. Mm-hmm. In this case, it'll be online. Or hopefully, if we ever get back to it, we can all meet up at Gen Con or something, or whatever it happens to be. But the the thing is, is at the end of the day, you could always just, you know, my wife and I still play a lot of these games we'll mm-hmm. play transformers and if this project wasn't happening we would still continue to do it but you know what somewhere down the line eventually i mean i would probably still be into it but she would get bored and it would fade <laughs> because she's not as invested as i am but that sort of thing where yeah you could love transformers but inevitably okay the draw of i want to go out and go to a store and hang out with other people or go and play whatever other game is gonna override that without or in the absence of these events whereas these events still give you that oh well there's this thing i gotta do and i need to prepare for well let me get a couple buddies to to play test and try and figure stuff out or try out this new idea and it it gives a carrot and that sounds silly but there's a purpose to things otherwise it's very easy to fall off the train kind of thing and I think you bring up a point there that I want to expand upon, which is, yeah. again, the world we live in is different. We've been operating under this these conditions for six months. Yes, like we've been we've been having online events for six months. We've been supporting the game. Like we understood 
we didn't think this was going to happen, but we understood that something was going, something needed to happen to keep the game alive during this period of time. So we've been doing it, hosting it, and it's a lot of work mm-hmm. uh, for the past six months. But it was not without its um, positives, as of I said before. Um, but I think another point you bring up there peripherally is there's no reason that your local game store may not do the same thing that we are saying that wizards did like if they are only like when this as the world slowly gets back to normal if the world gets back to normal ever from things it is like it, this, definitely enough yeah um there could be a situation where like yeah you and yours you know you and your buddies want to get together and play but the store may be like I mean, I need to, you're only allowed to have so much gaming space now because everyone has to be socially distanced and are they, they may not allow you to like hang out there and play a game that they can't sell. Right. Um, so no matter what your state and your areas or not state, just like country, like whatever, whatever area you live in, whatever your situation is, I, I believe that it's, it's, it's still maybe difficult for you to find games no matter what happens. Um, so we wanted to come together to bring a centralized way to play the game to continue to play it online because I feel like no matter what, it's just going to be difficult to get physical support, even if your area was completely 100% open because mm. I don't think the world is going to act the same way and I think there's going to be restrictions and I want to kind of like, I wanted to to let people understand that because I think that's a point that I think I've never mentioned that I think is also a possibility given our world situation. Absolutely. I mean, it's... Nobody has a crystal ball. And I think at this stage, especially, given the context of the news that we're, we started this out with, you know, you, you kind of have to plan for all eventualities as best you can. And... And, I, and, and like, I, will, and, and I believe it's important when people are hurt to... I thought it was important to act swiftly and 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 come up with a logistical plan as to how this was going to get done. Right. Um, I mean, I said it earlier when we were alluding to this section that immediately after the news broke and we, you know, had, had our moment of silence for it sort of thing, kind of reflexively, not intentionally, mm-hmm. I... I personally wanted to dive right into what's the next step, what's the next thing. And I think that is, as you said, there's some some potential negatives to doing it that way. But I think it is overall beneficial to go, okay, well, this we can't change. And I know I saw a bunch of change.org petitions, but we're not going to change Wizard's Mind. It is what it is. So we need to look forward to what the next initiative is. So what is the next initiative, Scott? <laughs> so next initiative is continue online play. Um, it's not much different than what's been going on now. The only right. I think the only difference is is that um, uh, we have a centralized players committee made up of people that are play that play the game from different locations. Um, they're not all team members or anything like that. They're just people that I think have shown a lot of passion for the game during this pandemic, right? During this crisis, because I think they also understood that. Gen Con wasn't going to happen, Origins wasn't going to happen, EI wasn't going to happen, etc. And they needed a way to play the game. So they've shown a lot of support from that perspective. Um, and and we, we knew we could trust them to continue to show that kind of support. 
Um, so the a players committee was formed, and then it, you know it, it could change at later dates. Um, right. Nothing set in stone. As, as we were yeah. just explaining how the world is very fluid at the moment. So, and I think the the goal is you know a lot of people can create whatever cards they want, but they need a way to actually use them. And so we figured if there was a desire to continue the game forward, we're going to need to continue the game forward from the perspective of creating new cards. Um, but we wanted them to be vetted, uh, like play-tested fully uh, for, you know, power level, for competitive play, etc. because that's what we feel is needed to keep the game going, like you said. Exactly. Um, from the organized play perspective and from, you know, in our opinions, just to keep the game going, uh, to be have it discussed and all that. So um, we do plan to create new cards that are fully tested, fully vetted. Um, our initial goal with that is to correct a lot of the mistakes we've been talking about for the past hour and 45 minutes, yeah. if possible. Yep. Um, I feel it's very important for new for players to not feel like they missed the boat on like like they can use their old cards with basically just minor changes. We do. There are some benefits conferred to <laughs> this is very much silver lining the dark cloud. So everybody, please take it in that context. There are some benefits conferred by this now being removed from the first party handling mm -hmm. such as well we can just handle the card creation differently plainly mm -hmm. you know you, the design rules or guidelines that were in play don't necessarily have to adhere now compared to before so to your point scott correcting some of these cards <sighs> Maybe, you know, the stratagem for arbitrary wave one card would have literally never existed because who cares when we're talking the big business perspective. Right. But now I mean, we it, have the opportunity to do it. Yeah, and I think I think one part to understand is like we're we've already publicly stated we're gonna start with stratagems because again, like it's something it's a card you can all these cards are gonna be printed out. They're all gonna be like which gives us also more flexibility, assuming yeah. changes, corrections, whatever. It, it's yeah, a lot we're easier. Not them, we're not selling them. We're not doing any exactly. of that stuff. We're, we're, we're just, um, they're going to be full public use, use them for whatever you want. The only, um, the thing we've talked about in general is that there's, the events have a cost because there's prizes involved. Mm -hmm. um, we, we're deciding of ways to to update that cost model. So that will be coming soon once we have that under our belts. We just, the way we do things now might not appeal to a, a huge, certain portion of the population for, for whatever reason. So we're, we're trying to find alternative ways where it's, um, where it's more open, for lack of a better term. We just have to look in different ways of taking care of that because tournament prizes cost money and basically we just want to be able to give that right back to the players that do well and to be honest uh, to actually yeah. cut you off there intentionally <laughs> uh, one thing i wanted to say for myself and this is a repeated point that 
or a supplemental point to why organized play matters, especially now. I could definitely hear the argument in my head because I've had this conversation again, 50,000 dead card games over there. Mm -hmm. The prizes do matter and it's not necessarily that, oh, well, somebody's going to, you know, they have positive EV for all these events. So that's why they, they keep going. That is for some people that like flatly, there are people who are playing the game for that reason. I personally feel it also incentivizes people playing to the best of their ability. It's very, you know, like, you know, and you, Royal you, everybody out there, you're playing with your friend, and it's like, oh, I messed up, let me take that back. Or two turns ago, I meant to do this. Or they, they, these are the sort of things that keep people and fosters the sort of in, the competitive environment still friendly, but it's a competitive-oriented and focused environment. And this helps incentivize that because even if it's something minuscule, not saying that it's going to be, but even if it was, it's still the idea that this is an active competition. And it's sort of maintaining, when I played sports or I did other competitive things, it was always the competitive integrity. And that requires, you know, full involvement, full investment from both sides, both teams. It doesn't mm -hmm. work if one team's just throwing in the towel and getting pummeled. That's not fun for anybody. So they, it, this is kind of a, a tirade or a little bit of a rant about it. But I think if anybody out there is like, well, why don't they just do this other thing instead and say no prizes? I think there is value inherently in having them regardless of what they are, just to try and promote and ensure the competitive spirit, I guess, sort of thing, as opposed to just making a kitchen table. Which, again, there's nothing wrong with. I have already mentioned multiple times, my wife and I play all these games for funsies. Well, we're super competitive about it, but it's for funsies. And that's fine. And I'm looking forward to, like, when we talked to Vangelis, which I don't think that that interview's gone up yet, um... We talked a lot about the Unicron idea and all this other stuff. I I hope those things happen, but the focus for this is in this particular avenue. Yes. So sorry, because I cut you perfect. off there, Scott, but go ahead. No, no. No, I mean that's that's perfect. Um so yeah, I mean we are we are actively looking at updating our focus in the beginning is to update older cards, so to allow players to um to not stray too far and feel like they need to wholesale change things but we but well that we, there's we, a lot of there's a lot of diamonds in that rough potentially yeah, yeah. so but we but like we talked about for the last long period of time there were mistakes in our opinion there were mistakes that were made mm -hmm. and we are not behooven to have to sell a new set so we have to power creep out old sets but that's not what needs to happen right um you know the strategy mechanic we've seen and i love the strategy mechanic out of wave five but a lot of them are still not good for the legacy characters. Yep. So to me, it was another example of not pushing the envelope enough. So we are going to probably rip the envelope open <laughs> <laughs> because I just think because I just think that like a lot of those characters are great characters. There's some see the the either they and, and the other thing I want to mention is we are looking at. And we are we were doing this anyway, looking at different formats, looking at different um, ways to play. Like we're not saying we're doing this, but like you know, potential restricted list, ban list, things like that. We'll be looking at that 
again for our events for the events that like the committee will be putting on of course this isn't a a a coup (laughs) sort of thing like it's this is the what our efforts to try and help buoy the community because to be perfectly honest as and i did have a, a point to elaborate on from what you were describing but i'm going to go on this route first in a month from now in six months from now the community and this is speaking from experience i anticipate the community is going to look significantly different and i expect that there's going to whether it's from new faces new perspectives whatever we just heard about this at the time of this recording a few days ago understandably everybody's upset everybody's angry everybody's you know on edge it'll smooth out over time and people will figure out where they really want to be within the transformers community what they want to do with the game that sort of thing and it's just one of those things that takes time yeah but the thing i i think people understand is like it's been this way since since six months eight months realistically yes in in if you Anybody out there who, who's wondering, like, well, what is all of this stuff? Think about the last six months. Like Scott said, it, it's this is the way we've been playing the game unknowingly that this is the way we're always going to be playing the game, um, barring real-world changes kind of thing. And we just have to adjust. We have to transform. There you go. <laughs> it... it it just is. So the, the one point I wanted to, to call back to, because we brought up uh, competitive focus things multiple times, uh, to reiterate the point, is in no way does this detract, in no way does this subvert, in no way does this override, do, in no way does this destroy however anyone else chooses to play the game before, now, or going forward. Mm-hmm. I've the focus we're doing because we like the competitive end of the game. That doesn't mean that quote unquote jank or other things like that can't exist. It's just that that's not the focus of where we're going with it. And I don't. And my you don't need a centralized body at all. Exactly to, to adjudicate that. We're not. Nobody's. There's. I mean. There's no way. But yeah. I'm not going to show up in your living room or your kitchen or your basement and go stop playing those cards. Play these cards. Yeah. Like that's that's just not what's going to happen. If you choose that you want your wave one shockwave to function always the way that it did, fantastic. Go ahead. Because mm-hmm. I I played I tried to make a lot of wave one shockwave stuff work back in the day, and that's fine. And it's it's funny because again, all the dead card games that a lot of them had multiple formats, and some of them my wife and I liked, some of them we didn't, and some of them we lean into, and some of them we don't now. And now when you, I saw Evangelist actually say this, and it's exactly the sentiment: the game is somewhat of a board game now, so play it mm-hmm. however the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just you want to you want to play the press the advantages, be my guest. Yeah, it, 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 like. We're gonna maintain the integrity of what of what the organized play has been at this point until we decide there's a reason to change some of those core rules. Exactly. Uh, Twenty five stars, forty cards, like those kind of things aren't gonna change anytime soon. 
Um, like I said, we've already announced that we are doing certain formats where that, that will change. But again, the basic rules of the game, we're not looking to do anything with because we like the, we like, I love the rule system. I love, yes. I love. Wizards did a great job with that. I love the colors. I love, I love the fact that it's a minute to learn, lifetime to master type of thing. Like, Mm-hmm. Probably we show next week on the things we like because we just spent a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, because because I think I think what what this allows us to do, and we and I I I, I think this gives us a lot of great topics to talk about on the show is it allows us to go back and say like what are the fundamentals like what are the back to basics that we need to get back to yeah. like you know. Uh, why why does a 13 star character have 14 hit points over here and like 18 over here like what's the right number right and like we're looking at everything from a titan masters attack based metagame of course and we understand that the point the goal of wizards was to continuously sell more and more sets so power creep had to happen new cards had to be more powerful than the other ones so we understand that other ones fell off but mm-hmm. we don't necessarily think that wholesalely creating new characters all the time and new cards all the time because we're not selling any sets. Yeah, we're not making money too in this, so there's no incentive to try and force you, again, air quotes, force, yeah. to try and sleeve up all this new stuff. Like if you, The goal, and I repeated this word so much in Discord, that I, I, my brain, you ever say a word or type a word so much, it doesn't seem like a word anymore. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I've been doing that a lot recently where it's like, man, I've said that a lot. It doesn't actually sound like a word or it doesn't form as a word in my mouth anymore, but it's supplementing things. Mm-hmm. The intent is not to displace. It's like, oh, you just got all those type master attack cards. Well, guess what? Set them on fire. No one cares. No, that's not the plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's we're bringing these other or, or the goal is to bring especially in this first set wave whatever to bring old standbys or old favorites or diamonds in the rough or whatever up to par so that you have more options which I think everybody out there or obviously not everybody there's always exceptions me included <laughs> that wants broader options You'd rather have the option to show up with one of 15 decks than one of three mm-hmm. at a competitive level and have a fighting chance. Obviously, you know, they'll, they'll, it's no game is ever perfectly balanced 100% across the board, but the goal is to provide as many potential options as possible. Again, yeah. focused in the competitive avenue, which in no way detracts from any other avenue. <laughs> And the two other things I want to say is, one, this does not mean we are not going to create wholesale new cards. It's just that it's not what the start of the focus is. Correct. Um, Because, again, I think when you have a situation like this, it's better to start with a less confusing... Correct. Like, what's like... Because if somebody, for for whatever strange reason, didn't know this had happened, and you need to educate them on it, it's, it's easier to do it like, oh... You want to use that character? Well, it actually operates like this in this event. Are you cool with that? Like, you know, like it's easier to explain to somebody that way. And then the other thing is we decided what we have seen is 
and we've seen this in the game now because this is just, a, again, this harkens back to some of the problems. Like, you don't need a huge number of powerful cards to actually affect the entire game. Correct. Especially from a metagame perspective. So our goal is to put out, they're not going to be like large-scale waves or sets. It's going to be like, I think I said 8 to 15 cards on, I said monthly, but that may be too aggressive. Um, maybe like those specific facts are of course subject to change because it's going to, we want to make sure that everything's coming out at an appropriate level. Yeah. And fully tested and fully, and we're also hoping to basically say like, you can have a developing meta game based on this as well. Right. Um, that, you know, this card could be good now and not be good next event, for example. Right. Um, and allow us to change and, and shift again, Go back and listen to our old podcast. We understand that events take longer and things like that. But um, in general, we, we want the ability to, to to come out and do things on a smaller scale, but more quickly so that the game is evolving more rapidly. But again, not necessarily, like you said, not supplementing, not supplanting. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. There, There's, again, I've been in... in indirectly involved or at least observed other similar initiatives and scott i'm sure you know a lot of these as well and we've seen a lot of the missteps again not to call back to what we talked about before but there are there are right ways and wrong ways and we've seen many different approaches so we do have the benefit of hindsight for a lot of this from a structural perspective so yes those other games again just like magic to transformers other game to transformers is not going to be from the design perspective we're not i'm not talking there i'm talking from how we're what our goals are for how we want to design the cards the timetables for how they come out what the impacts are going to be those sort of things so we can target things and point them and keep them in the appropriate box so that it's not overwhelming things it's it's not Mm -hmm. good to have something player driven to just come out and invalidate the rest of the game like that that's not the plan and it's not a targeted goal there's no benefit to doing it that way Uh, and i have seen that happen before similar the other way where it's super underpowered and nobody cares so there is a a tight window but it's something the most successful player committee that's out there did think exactly this way Right. The only aspect they didn't do was the online play because, well, they actually have an online play, but not forced online play because it's the only thing you can do. So. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were there any other specifics you wanted to talk about, Scott? Is is there? Uh, we got a question in chat for which player committee was that that you were saying was the most successful one? Star Wars. The Star Wars Decipher one. The Decipher one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there are the Star Wars Star Wars collectible card game, not the Star Wars trading card game. So that's Star yeah. Wars. That's certainly they, the what, longest running one, or it has to be. Yeah, what you did there was they literally gave you printouts that you would put in a sleeve with the other card that would just replace all the the card text. The picture would stay the same. So it's similar to um, altar sleeves or something, where it, yeah. it only over overwrote the the text box to show right, what it was. which is something we're looking into. Um, as well, but like that's kind of the reason why we started with stratagems because that's kind of like that, you know, like exactly. 
you know, basically like that. And just to throw it out there, our stratagems may or may not cost stars as well. So just throwing it out there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, to, uh, be, to be fair, like, I think people probably would have put that together when we were talking about bringing some of them up to level. It, it would be very challenging yeah. with some of, the, some of the earlier characters. Yeah. Any other questions? Uh, more about which Star Wars game, but I took care of that in chat. <laughs> yeah, there's that one. Uh, beyond that, uh, any other things you wanted to put out there, Scott, about whether it's the, the committee itself, the, the goals for what we're trying to do, any specific tangibles for, you know, the timelines and things, or any last thoughts about this week's announcement? <laughs> I mean, again, uh, everyone processes the grief in different ways. Um, I have a tremendous amount of it. Um, if the way I process the grief is to move forward and try to make things better in the way that I think is necessary, um, that may be like where a lot of it's coming from. Like if I'm not actively thinking about fixing something, it's going to, I'm going to just dwell on the problems, which I, That's... everything we did today was constructive in my opinion. Like it allowed me to get out like, my thoughts about like what the problems were so I can hopefully. It's very difficult to fix that. a problem you can't identify. Right. Right. So the way I work and the way my job is, is to identify the problems and peel back the onions and then solve the little problems in order to solve the big problems. This is exactly what I do for a living. So mm. like, um, this is just the way that I, I deal with things. But, um, if, if anybody has any questions, like feel free to hit me up. Um, it's, it's the other thing is it's, it's a relatively small in the grand scheme of thing number of people that are working on this, but that's because I think decisions need to be made. I think decisions are very difficult to make in large groups. It doesn't mean that other people's ideas are going to be ignored or, or forgotten. It's just that I, I just don't think when you reach a group level that you need to, to do all that. It's like I said to somebody, um, like when you're building a sports team, there's only so many X's that you need on the team. Hmm. It, it doesn't mean that like, you know, your ideas weren't good. It's just that maybe that position just wasn't needed at the time. And that's not going to happen forever. I mean, people's real lives are still going to come into play here and it's going to be work. So, um, and then, you know, even just, so yeah, I mean, stay involved. The, the best thing you can do is stay involved um, and ask us questions or, you know, but Submitting a bunch of card ideas is going to be difficult because that's whatever that's the fun part that everybody wants to do. So right uh, there, there is something to be said, as I mentioned earlier, that as we move past and move from the first party death, I guess, of the game, everybody's going to feel differently. I know there's a lot of people that have said in the last few days, "This was my first card game," including competitive people. Not just people that said, oh, well, I love Transformers. Hey, I'll jump into card games now because Magic or whatever was always big and scary. There were a lot of people that jumped right into the competitive end of the pool and said that this was their first card game. So it it comes as a shock. And just like everything else in life, it's, it's a first. And how you want to respond to it is, you know, that that's how you're going to respond to it. And there isn't a right, wrong, or indifferent way. Well, I guess there's some, there's a long list of, ways that shouldn't react but anyway point is that 
exactly what Scott said. Staying involved. If, if you want the game to continue in any capacity at all, you have to stay involved. And you still have to, uh-huh. just like we used to preach months, years, plural, maybe not plural, but years ago, a year ago, if you want things to happen, somebody has to do them. And it's not necessarily, like Scott said, it's not we need 50,000 chefs in the kitchen in order to make something. It's also you need the support by going to an event. In this case, it would be playing in an online event, staying active in the discussion groups, doing those sort of things, because there's still a lot of passionate people about this game, us included, obviously, that very much want to see it's obviously not going to be the same success story as as before, the same success goal, but a success with what remains. And there's definitely avenues to do that, but it's one of those... Everybody always says you have to work hard to make something happen. Well, yes, but that's the baseline thing, and then you need other things to come into play. Here, the baseline thing is we need people to stay engaged. We being the Transformers TCG community in general. You have to stay engaged because that's the base requirement. If you're not, it doesn't matter what all the other things are. It isn't going to work anyway. Yeah, like in my opinion, the game exists as long as people are playing it. Exactly. And, and, and like to me, it exists even at a competitive level of people are playing it. If you, and like we plan to do this, like if you can put a trophy on your case that says you won X, no one's going to take that away from you. I mean, I have this thing right here. I still have it displayed. I was the World War Team champion in 2001. Nice. With, with somebody I'm still very good friends with now, Gabe Alonzo. I still have this up. Do you know how many people even know what this game is? Like, you know, but it's cool that I have this, like, yeah. I mean, this thing weighs, I don't even know how much it weighs, but it's just a cool memento. So I have it, and I have it prominently displayed with, like, other things that I've earned. And, That's, like, yeah, you know, so, like, the game still exists if you care about it. Absolutely. And, I mean, and, and, you know, that's just, that's. I mean, we could tell I, a lot but, of success stories. There are several that, I mean, another Wizards game, the Harry Potter TCG. I, my wife loves it. I actually really like the game. We play it a lot. There's a world championship at Gen Con and they have trophies as well. I mean, they're, they're Funko Pops that are bronze, but they look kind of cool because he has it mounted on a nice plaque and stuff or, or, or base, not a plaque. It looks awesome, and it's cool because they are, to be perfectly honest, they're almost as large as most Transformers events, as mm-hmm. in, like, the Origins and the Gen Con events. Mm-hmm. They're not EI level, but they're getting several dozens. And I mean, at- you know, the way our world works right now, you're usually playing with, you're usually playing any game, only online, you don't see the person you're playing against. I just don't feel like it's it's that much different, and I, I feel like this is just an opportunity to continue the hobby, um, in my opinion, for the very, very foreseeable future. Like, I, I just, especially in our country, I just, for the very, very foreseeable future. I mean, yeah, that's, it's one of those things, as you said earlier, or, or, or we were both talking about, that we have unwittingly been playing exactly how the game has been going to be played for the foreseeable future for the last six months. Because even if things get better, 150,000 people descending on Indianapolis, I don't see that happening in 2021. Yeah, that's... (laughs) I don't even... (laughs) 
There, so, the, the world is going to be very different, and uh, these are the steps we're going to have to take to ensure the survival of this particular game. Yeah, I believe other things in this industry are going to continue to suffer. I believe the conventions are going to heavily suffer. I don't know how many of them are going to continue. I don't know how many of them are going to come back. Um, I think these are these are all going to be factors that we're going to have to deal with as a hobby. Yep. Um, and you know, I just think that we have a great game, we have a great IP, we have a lot of groundwork that's been laid to allow um, to allow us to continue. So we appreciate that. Yep. Well, I'll be honest, Scott. Uh, I could probably go on much longer with the commiserating, go on much longer also on the happier end with you know, how exciting it is to be starting this project. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, as I said, it was a, a coping mechanism. I am genuinely excited for a lot of the reasons that or things that we outlined as potential pitfalls before, not just correcting them, but maybe going in a different direction and, and seeing or reaping the benefits from that. Uh, but we're closing in on two and a half hours. So... <laughs> was there anything else specifically you wanted to call out or when sh- I guess this would be an important thing when when and where should people be looking for additional information about the whole project I guess the safest thing is right now the Vector Sigma Facebook group as well as we'll tr- we will mirror we will send everything to the main Facebook group we will put any articles on our website I think honestly like the the most up-to-the-minute information will probably come from Tech Talk. Like, I, I feel like it's just we can get more out and discuss more. Mm-hmm. I think I think you and I can discuss like the direction that things are going and the reason why things are going without like. I just think it's easier to talk that way than to get an article. Like part of what we talked about was we're going to give reasons why we're doing everything. Yes, similar to the way that Wizards did it, but we're going to go even further. Like we're going to tell you why we created this card or why we chose this character, et cetera. Um, and I think a lot of that information is going to be easier to get through this medium than it is. Um, it, it's, it, it, we just might have that time and the luxury to write as much, but if we do uh, for now, it'll just be on, our, on, on the website. We'll make a section mm-hmm. maybe or do something with it that that's there. Um, it's just because these are the things we already like, own and pay for. And, and, and so it's just easier to use. Of course. Those, um, again, they'll be full, full publicly available. And it's like, even when I tried to do this the other day, it's really hard to like put large amounts of information on like single Facebook posts. So it's just easier to put them on a website. So absolutely. Um, but I, I do, but I still believe this medium for you and I at least will probably be a way that we disseminate a lot of information. I think that that's appropriate. But of course, like everything else. Uh, I mean, the, the standard disclaimer is subject to change, but in all seriousness, yeah. it's, it, it is because as we go through things, as the community reacts, as we determine that, oh, well, A is not going to work out in the way we intended, we're going to shift to B, that's the way things go. So we're going to always be operating and trying to be agile, not to bring the, the meaningless business lingo in, but be agile about how we handle things. So. Hmm. Uh, 
I think that'll close it up, folks. It's been a long one. Thank you for staying with us. I know there was a bunch of people dropping in out on Twitch. Again, shout out to everybody on YouTube. Like Scott was saying, check out VectorSigma.info. Hit us up on Twitter below the uh, the cameras here. We're still going to be around. So I hope yep. you love the sound of our voices because you're going to be hearing them more. Yep. We got to hit 100. We got to hit 100. We got to go to 100. Yeah. Dan has some special planned for that. So we got to, no spoilers. Uh, but as speaking of Dan, shout out to Dan for handling the, uh, the YouTube end of this. And also, if you want to see some of our other Transformers, non-TCG related or other content, hit up the Vector Sigma YouTube because we've been putting up new stuff there. That being said, all of that being said, as always, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and Black Lives Matter.